That's a good thing about radio, you can be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Grace, <laughs> okay. Is, are we really on? You're supposed to say hi, everybody, and welcome to. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Randy and the Grand. Hi, I don't know. I'm the Granny, and I love it. And we have no plan for this um, show. Except we're sitting at the, this is the international hour. Exactly. So we're representing Norway and the Bahamas. I'm from New York. Maxie. <laughs> 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 you're from, and this lady on my left is from Malaysia. And you are um, where? I forget. Lost it. Romania and Romania. lots of other places. <laughs> I so, And you have to say your name, they have to say their names into the microphone in their, in their radio voice. In my radio voice. So I'm Malena and I guess I'm representing Norway. <laughs> and all the way from the Bahamas. I am, I am waiting. 180 <laughs> Used to be 192. And you are Nicholas. from and you are from but you go. Um hello. I have a question. <laughs> hello, my name is Song and um I'm from Malaysia. East but, Malaysia. But you were born in Borneo? Yeah. And Borneo is, is, is Borneo an island? Sorry. Um, I have yeah. a lot. It's basically a very big island and in Borneo there's, um, it, it consists of three countries. So we have some parts of Indonesia, some parts of Malaysia and some parts, and Brunei is in Borneo. So. And here you are in Brunswick, Maine. Brunswick, Maine. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, but you guys spent now, her family must really like you a lot if you could live in her house and her family. I think this is for another show. No, oh, but, <laughs> yeah. but you like spent they spent the summer there. We did, I did. And I did. and yeah. doing very good works. I hope so. Okay, we should we so. wait for another show? We should. Okay, America, so. he's chicken. Okay. There's so a big topic for today. Actually, that was proposed by waiting 195 pounds over here, Mr. Nicholas Bauer. He used to wait like that. Now <laughs> he's very in shape. But you know it would uh, be fun are... if somebody could say good evening in their native tongue. I that I am in my native tongue. <laughs> so how do you say good evening in Norway? Uh, we would say Gukvel. Literally oh, translates to the way that sounds. <laughs> good evening. Yeah. And Gukfell. and in, in the Bahamas pretty much just good night, good night. Okay. And in Borneo in um No no, she lives in the New York accent. Yeah. Said. She lives where? No, you. In the New York accent. How do you do it? Oh. From Staten Island, exactly. Oh, New Yorkers aren't polite. They don't say good morning. Okay, so they say, no, good get morning. out of here. Okay. Forget <laughs> I have, I worked hard to lose my New York accent when I came here. When I, I wanted to live in Maine and I always got busted because I would say chocolate and dog <laughs> and August. And they'd say, oh, you're from New York. And so I, I really tried to lose it. Uh, New Yorkers have it. You ever watch The Sopranos? I've never watched. No. Well, if you ever do, they 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 nailed it. Those actors, they really are good. <laughs> but then, how do you say good day, good morning, hello, good night, and and I can say good evening. Okay. Slamat petang. See, that's really tough. Slamat and and petang. how do you do it in Romania? Buonasera. <laughs> that's Spanish. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> 
That sounds so Spanish. It does. It's a Latin language. But let's get down to the topic. It's, it's okay, what's new. the topic? Why is everybody here in my living room, my dining room? Mr. Bahamas, would you like to say? We thought it'd be, I thought it'd be very interesting to speak about patriotism tonight. Oh, yes, that. Hmm. Well, how do you feel about it? And what is your definite? I can't define it anymore. I used to think I used to be able to know what that meant, but um, things have gotten to be a little confused um, with the um, with the uh, election of our orange. Can you edit this thing? I think so. I think our so. orange leader um, and patriotism. <laughs> patriotism to him, as far as I'm concerned, means loyalty to him, and it doesn't. Patriotism to me is um, loyalty to your country. Mm -hmm. That you serve your country, you don't serve the, le the leaders. Mm -hmm. And um, people have died to be patriots, uh, as patriots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who was the, or am I asking you don't know, who was who the famous American patriot that said, give me liberty or give me death? I don't have Patrick, a somebody. I'll, Steve will know. I'll yell upstairs. I think the. I think what's interesting about the younger generation is that we are far removed from any physical war, and there are, there are proxy wars going on all the time. But from all of our from all of us, we we've never actually been through a war, and I think war is a really a time like really a uh, like an incubator for patriotism. It's what you need. It's what you need is for you, you develop propaganda campaigns to to really like get everybody on the side that you that you need them to be on. Mm. But for us, I think we're more in a position to question patriotism. There's no need for patriotism in our generation. Um, Wait a minute. Wait, go back up. There's no need for patriotism in your generation. Did he just say that? Yeah, yes. I did say that. Okay. I did say that. He's going to get deported. <laughs> why do you... Why do you... Well, Mr. Bahamas, explain yourself. I think that um, for, for a long time, I was... I mean, I... At every important event at my school, we were doing the pledge. We were doing doing a pledge of the Bahamas, singing the national anthem of the Bahamas. It's a beautiful national anthem, mm -hmm. and you know you see the Bahamian flag posted up in many places around my school. And the Bahamian people are very we're we're, we're very proud of our country. Um, but I think after leaving it and kind of taking a taking an outside an outside view on it, I've kind of come to think that. I don't, there are many things in my country that I just don't agree with. And I think patriotism, like blind patriotism, it really, it's pointless. You, you don't think you can disagree with your country and still be a patriot? I think you can, but I also think that, I mean, I think there are much larger causes to stand for than like your own than pride in your, than pride in your country. But don't you also think that you say that patriotism is not needed? But don't you think that it could also um, be, it could be good, not even though it's not needed. You know, it creates this sense of community. It creates a sense of belonging somewhere. So, and I think that is needed to feel it's a part of your identity mm. and na uh, your nationality very much creates your identity. Mm -hmm. And don't you think that is a necessity? I, I agree with that. I feel like, um, like you said, a lot of like education systems, they play a, a really big role in kind of enforcing this idea of a national identity. And um, especially in Malaysia, if I really reflect on it, like I think growing up in Malaysia, 
um, it was kind of like patriotism was was a very manufactured kind of idea and it was very much evident in all the textbooks in in like lots of all the different subjects how how you should what what it means to be patriotic um, and how you should how this is good values that you should uphold and um at the same time if i really think about it it's it's been something that was very constructed like ever since like like um after we gained our independence and the colonizers left and basically like people were like in people were kind of like separated from each other because the colonizers wanted to separate all different race right so the government had to come up with a way of like putting everybody together and the idea was that like like true education systems and just kind of um talking about uh, trying to push the idea that all the races should be equal so and so though that doesn't <laughs> totally work out but mm-hmm. pushing that idea kind of created this sense of national identity and I think that was what I think it did benefit our country there's also like like now in the like modern context right now I can say there's a lot of like criticisms I could say towards it as well and I think that's a lot in like I think it's applicable to like many different countries as well it's really it's really blinding racism uh, racism <laughs> I'm sorry patriotism I think <laughs> It's blinding? Yeah, it, it blinds in many ways. I mean, I, I used to be a very big patriot when I was in Romania. I was the one that left with the flag on the shoulders when I went to Italy. They were like, yes, I'm representing my country. I'm not joking. Like, it was big, you know? And then when you go into a different setting, like Italy, for example, you have to understand that waving a flag publicly is not a thing everywhere. It's really not a thing. Like, in Italy, they can burn it. You know, burn the flag is like something that can happen, you know? And raising the Italian flag might be called a fascist. But you do, do you all have marches and, and holidays and, and flag waving and patriotic songs and things in your country? Yeah, but don't you think also that the ones you have here are sometimes taken without doubt, that they're just tacitly accepted? You know, like four Oh, absolutely. You just exactly. raise with it, you just do it. It's, exactly. And nobody thinks about it being patriotic. You know, when Vietnam started, I, um, I. We were all very patriotic during World War II, everybody was, and there was a lot of singing and going over there, and we're going to kill them all, and we're going to all come back and be glorious. You know what changed all that? Television. People watched television in, in the Vietnam years, and they said, I don't want to go there. And I used to listen to people talk about going to Canada, and I used to think, that's a wise decision. Who wants to go to that terrible place and kill people you don't even know? you've never met and you just slaughter them and their children and their homes and their villages and I think patriotism changed a lot because of television because people looked at those the war scenes it wasn't fun and glorious to go marching off to that place and slaughter farmers and you know stuff like that so I don't know what patriotism this is a good question for me I used to know or think I did growing up because that's all you did and we had all these holidays and you hung your flags and we had decoration day everybody went out to the graveyard and put stuff all over the graves for dead people well, actually I actually have a question for you sorry I have a question because I know 9-11 was a big change oh god in yeah. this country's politics and identity how was 9-11 for patriotism wow that's a I'm not that smart but I'll try well I mean, don't forget we had a, I had a son in the in the World Trade Center who was transferred out of there a month before Yes. And I'm not a religious person, but thank you, God. Um, <laughs> because uh, I think the patriotism was very forced after that when a lot of famous politicians then got on camera and talked about 
we can hear you and we're gonna and and it didn't work those people are gonna come back we build another tower bigger there's a big target out there where the World Trade Center is it's gonna go go down again or they'll get the Statue of Liberty next time so for me this the sense of patriotism now that you mention it <coughs> Radu is is not the same as in World War two it's um that destroyed a lot for people Eric, my son, lost many friends, and they some had to jump out of the building because they were being burned to death. Mm. I mean, it was terrible. No, but like talking about, I understand that after nine eleven, people became very patriotic. Like, some a, did, yeah. They were going to get the bad guys, and we, they were going to get it, go out there and kill. I, I don't even know who are the bad guys anymore. Stock, um, mm. and patriotism for me is. Um, not the way it was, but nothing is. Everything changes. Uh, but I don't know if I could go back to that, to those old days of when I, you know, remember you don't remember the old days. There was a big saying when I was very young in the sixties. Um, I'd rather be dead than red. Did you ever hear that phrase? Hmm. I'd rather be dead than red. So, yeah, there's still a remainder. Oh, for God's sake! Still no, yeah. it, as as a dead person, you can't do anything to change things and make <laughs> things better. You got to be alive. So stop all that. Are you are Romanians very patriotic people? They are, they're extremely patriotic. Not lots of them are. I don't know why, to be honest, at the point, because twenty five percent of the country lives abroad because there's nothing to do in there. There, there were not jobs. The infrastructure was bad. Public services were terrible, but they're still like Romanian, Romanian. That's quite but beautiful. That they're still patriotic. Or? Yeah, well, it's a product of their history, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, like. They, Romania has a really tumultuous history through World War Two, World War One. No, I don't really know. It does, but we need to remember. No. <laughs> we we entered on the German side in World War Two. But can't you love Did your you? can't you love your country and yeah. still see all the bad I things? Feel like it's oh. very easy to conflate yeah. that like being a patriot and actually just loving and being part of your own culture and your history, and like I don't know if that should be the same thing. I think, and as you said, you like people. Um, like, it, they they take patriotism, they take patriotism, and they just like look at it from one perspective, and they don't like. I guess that does like shadow a lot of things, and then it that takes events like the Vietnam War or like nine eleven to just like everything, mm -hmm. to uncover all these kind of like, all the undercurrents of this idea of patriotism, yeah. and. Yeah. And we expected when those guys came back from Vietnam, and they were spit on, and they were treated so horribly and and so how can they feel patriotism anymore or do they i, I think i wonder if they still love their country korea is that's a gone war nobody thinks that's, that's an invisible war and i knew people that went to korea to to fight and i don't remember who were we fighting over there mm. the north the chinese, the chinese, oh, the chinese really? supporting the north yeah. yeah so all these guys just wait around until the stupid americans go home and then they come back and rule the world China's gonna win. China's gonna own everything, don't you think? That's a, that's a big discussion for us. Uh, <laughs> <No>. He's <laughs> always cutting me off. Well, just when I'm on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> I just I get I get quite. I used to accept. Uh, I used to accept actions that are based on the justification of you owe something to your country. Yeah. I don't truly. I mean, I don't know if that's me coming from a a place of relative privilege like the Baha the Bahamian way of life it is comparative to the regionally it is good like regionally with the Caribbean 
it's not as good as say the United States way of life, especially like certain pockets. And um, like no no one really goes starving in the Bahamas. There's poverty. No one really goes starving though. Um, but I thought about a lot of I've been told my whole life, oh do do really well, go abroad, get the skills, and come back. Yeah, you owe it. You owe it to the Bahamian people to come back. Huh. And I've started to think more and more about what has the what quintessential things has the Bahamas given me that say me growing up in any other country wouldn't have given me say like um, I mean you have to have an upbringing and of course your upbringing needs a locality but just because it's that specific locality doesn't mean you owe a duty to the Bahamian people I know I mean I I know you should be living for like you should be living for the common good and I I truly do believe that but it's almost like the the good that I've been told is like the good of the Bahamian people is the most important to me and I'm really trying to break down what that actually what whether that's actually a, a proper like a I agree val, with you. A valid do, justification to do, me. don't you do you think that you can do a lot of good in the world but not you could do it elsewhere and be just as and it would have just as much merit as if you went back to the Bahamas like if you went to some foreign country and dug ditches for people or build homes or something there are people there are people that need it far more than the Bahamas do than the Bahamas well, than, than, than the Bahamian people do yes I mean indeed. at this point no the, the hurricane probably the, the, Baham, oh, the Bahamian people need terrible. quite a bit but at the same time I don't know no one ever no one really tells you Bahamian I've never been told like go you know go make a change in the world you know go find something tackle that problem it's like come back see what you can do here which is like it's, a, it's an interesting, so it's interesting rhetoric to be like spread around the, the Bahamas all the time. Is that way too? Were your did your family want you to do that too? Go out and and learn something and then bring it back and say because the the Netherlands, gee, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Norway, um, but um, sorry, no I think they're the same, but not that. I know they're not. <laughs> yeah, no, we're two different countries. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got it. Um, I've never heard that. I've never heard my parents, my teachers, anyone say that to me. Wow. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't have a good answer to that. Um, but I think that patriotism is different in in Norway. I feel like it's more of an appreciation for the nature, for for the politics, for peaceful politics, and less of yeah, it's different from the Bahamas, I think. Mm-hmm. Would you say that um, maybe because it's more like a more economically developed country, you would say that there is like like more of um, you're encouraged to kind of go out and do other things? Yeah, I think that even though there are many things with Norway that still can be improved, mm-hmm. um, we have come a far way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that many people see that there are more need for mm. um, I don't want to say help but maybe like facilitation mm-hmm. other places mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. um, so I think that many people's people think uh, Norwegians think that we, we have resources and we have um, um, people who can help other places mm-hmm. it's more outward looking I think so. Yeah, yeah. but Norway doesn't. Also... Norway stays out of war. Don't, doesn't didn't, doesn't Norway? Aren't they smart about things like that? That they're just not going to go off and no. Um, 
we are quite like a diplomatic country. There's the word. That's the word. Yeah. Who makes the smallest army in the world? Or no, I mean, we're still part of NATO and we have like trading with weapons and stuff, but um, mm-hmm. but overall, like, we, we are one of the most peaceful. When you look mm-hmm. at like the, mo- the most peace- peaceful countries in the world, like, you'll see Norway up on the list there. So Is it safer there. to live there than almost any other place on the planet? Oh, I, I don't have any statistics to base that on, but it is quite a safe country. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I'd say it's very safe. <laughs> let's let's drop a hot take, you know, to revitalize a bit. Should we burn flags? Burning flags. Perhaps. You know, I don't know. How, I just can't get excited about that. To me, <laughs> it's just somebody who's just got a man on, and he's going to go and burn the flag, or he's going to wear a pair of shorts and made out of the American flag. But I just can't get excited. There are lots more important things in the world, like children that are starving and people that are starving and animals that are being abused and all that stuff. That Somebody wants to burn a flag, it's a go for it. I, I'm it's sorry. Sorry, America. In, in Malaysia, oh my God. I think somebody did it that like a few years back or something. And it was like so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> Burning the flag in Italy, the Italian flag. No, Malaysian flag. Oh, the Malaysian yeah. flag. Oh, did the government, like, the government intervene? Is it is it outlawed? Yeah, yeah. I, can't I think it's against the law exactly to do it, happened, but people but do. Like, but it, there's a lot of backlash over it. Yeah, I think so. it's a defamation of the country or something like this. It's yeah. Go to j- can you go to jail in Malaysia for it? I I don't. I'm not completely sure. I'm not either. Yeah. About here. But is the goal would a goal be to have no borders? So we're all world citizens. Because like burning flags would definitely put on like emphasize these borders. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's us against them and it's like we and you guys and we are different. Mm-hmm. Would it be I know like there's no right or wrong answer to that. Yeah, I'm just yeah, putting yeah. out the cu- question, like would a goal would be would that be to have no borders? That, I mean, I don't know about all the instances about burning flags, but I feel like a lot of a lot of the instances are usually when the government does something and the people are not like for it, and it's something really bad usually. You know, I I think it's an effective or, form of imagery. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think outlawing burning of flags, it if your if your government is doing something that is that prompts enough people to burn the flags, mm-hmm. some in in disagreement, I think the government ousts them. You know, get rid of them. Anyway, I think like that kind of like is it's kind of almost like anti-revolution if you yeah. outlaw burning flags. But do you, as young people, you're so much younger than I am. Are you afraid of the future in your countries here? Oh yeah. What, what do you mean afraid? Of yeah. The Are you afraid somebody's gonna push the button and just blow us to smithereens because he's he's angry? It's. I'm a little nervous about our president, who's such a whack job that he's got he's he's got the thing on his desk that he can. So they say, but I mean, are you afraid? Do you think ever? Do you, I don't think anything is fixable anymore. I used to think oh, we can get over this and we can fix it and we can make it better. I don't believe it anymore. You know, if I can, if I can say I'm not afraid, if, if someone would push a button, it's like you know, it's instant. You know, we are gone. All of us, nothing to think about. Not in Maine. It'll take a long time to get up here because we, for the clouds to come up here and get us. Exactly. So start saving canned goods. Exactly, but you know, you know what, what I'm really afraid of. I'm actually this tide of individualism, and uh, you know, no sign of revolt in any people. Like especially, especially Bowling Campus, it's one of the most, the least politically active campuses in the world. The least politically, the least <coughs> politically active campuses. Uh-oh. 
Like I'm really not joking. Like yeah, people, what what do they stand up for? You know, mm-hmm. they they raise they raise a rainbow flag once a year, Pride Month. So cool. You know, well, it's, the, it's the thing, the greatest thing they already do. There is more action that can be taken. You know, and so many of them, and so many of us, you know, because all of us do this mistake. We we fight for justice with words. We fight for justice with this, with this, with this. But behind, you know, when we turn our backs. Or like, oh, how, how can I sign this deal with a bank, you know, to get me the highest paying job in these mm. countries? Just my take. It's another yeah, hot I take. I don't know that, like, all boarding students are not doing anything. I'm not sure there, boarding, there are lots of students. I said the boarding campus in general. It's pretty yeah, inactive. Why didn't you go to Berkeley? But I just... <laughs> financial aid. Oh, financial aid. Yeah. I do that's agree with right. the idea that, like, you know, if, like, in such an individual individualist world, it's so easy to just, like, if you're ahead of people and... It's so easy to just get ahead and like yeah. stay there and do what's best for you rather than care about what other people suffering. And you know we can link this a bit back to patriotism, and I think all of us can relate because we are all far away from home right now. I was talking to a guy during the Sunday, and he comes from a low-income family, and he was saying that the moment he arrived in Bowling Campus and had an interaction with a bunch of people, they were all like, "I'm so grateful for you being out of that community. Finally, you made it." And you know, I got to say the same things to me, and I was like, okay, you know, that's cool, I'm happy I made it out of the community. But it all seemed, you know, so individualistically centered. It like took you out from there, but there are still parts left of you back, you know, and there might be sometimes the need of you coming back and helping. What do you guys think? With this? Is that your goal to go back and help? I don't know. I do not know. Right now, <coughs> You're too young. You have, you have, I mean, you have three yeah. years left to, to, to decide. I think, I think me, leaving my, me leaving my community was an important was an important step like I wouldn't I mean I I I am grateful that I got the opportunity to leave it's a it's honestly a privilege I consider it a privilege yeah and I'm like I'm not hesitant about that Mm -hmm. Um, I would say going to where the resources are is just that's the most important thing otherwise you can't I don't know you can't really grow you know especially like coming here like getting like coming to building, getting mentorship, getting getting the opportunity to actually access a lot of these ideas. And like also it's it's weird how the world works, but gaining credibility. No. I can't the the crazy thing is is that you're not gonna you're not really gonna create a change unless you unless you have credibility where people can trust you. Yeah. Um so I'm not really hesitant about that. Why did you choose Bowden? I mean, that's financial aid. Oh, everybody. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> do, you, do you know that there are people though that that are angry about people like you? And one is a friend of mine, and we got and I haven't spoken to her since because she said to me one time, "Oh well, you know, you talk about stock and all these people, and you, you know, they just have a free ride." And and she went on and on like a mad woman. And I remember saying to her, "Okay, so now let's say that this guy stock." decides that he's going to save all the starving children of the world. Peggy, does it have to be in America? And she said, yeah, it has to be here. And I said, so, so children can't be starving elsewhere that they could take all this knowledge. And so she and I are no longer friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to break any friendships, but if she's listening, you know. She does listen. Some of us need to. But I haven't said her name. She knows who she is. And it's okay. No, it's okay for also, I mean, we, we were talking about patriotism and there are kids like us that go against the tide of being patriotic and we get punched not in the literal sense but like you know we get like hurt with like saying you need to be a patriot and we get like we have to fight for this but it's okay there need to be people like us you know that fight for this and fight for a different rhetoric i think 
and we're gonna get a couple of punches, I got a couple of hits there, but we're gonna continue, you know, and I don't think there's anything left to stop us. And it's a goal of yours to, to, did your parents raise you all like this to have these feelings or did you just come across, did you read a lot or how did you get all this mighty, you know, how did you do that? I think a lot of us were influenced by like going to UWC, an international school, um, <laughs> abroad. Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do. But like I wouldn't say that myself. Like I just completely denounce my country or patriotism. You know what I mean? I think there's still a lot to do back home. I'm still mm -hmm. like very much like like attached to the idea, encouraged by it. I am definitely like being abroad gives me. Um, kind of distant from it to see it more critically but also see of different ways I can approach the issue you know so I wouldn't say everybody here thinks the same did you hear a lot when when you were growing up the same thing that I that I heard which was yeah. you know do well come back and no, help and, exactly. and build it build yeah. you heard that from a developing country what about you Stock? yeah definitely it's, it's weird because even if we're very patriotic people always encourage me to leave and never come back it's very it yeah. It's very fascinating how it works because you you grow up in some conditions that you know people are just not aware, and it's not the fact that you are starving or something, but it's the thing that that you need a name for yourself, and it's hard to make a name for yourself, and there is so much corruption going on around here, and you find the the kids of bosses that get into university like this, you know, and you cannot get it because you're you don't have the money to pay for it. University right. is free, by the way, but pay for it means you know like go like around the bush you know like, make your way through it yes so that's why all these people and my mom was like man i do not know if it's the time for you to come back and in a sense you know i feel sad i feel sad because what links me back home is not necessarily patriotism it's a sense that i understand the people you know i really understand the people i understand the way they speak and it's very different you know and i think it's very important to see the way they interact oh, that's very important yeah yeah because it's not it's not the way we do it here hello how are you i'm good fine thank you no it starts with swear words we swear at each other sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. it's good to know, it's good to be, it's good to be from there. Because, you know, it's the same in Maine. I mean, Maine is, is a very, it's a, it's a big place that's pretty tough with people from outside of Maine, you know? Maine it's, is pretty white. It's pretty, no, no, in the sense that, you know, you got to be a Maine if you don't have a yeah, impact in, into Maine. Well, I'm glad you're here. And, and uh, I, I'm disappointed though that Bowdoin is so um, blah. That you're disappoint you are too that they're not out there, I don't know marching in the streets of Brunswick. You can't do that it's a little town. I haven't reached yet the level of disappointment that you know I'm like I'm done with it. But I think I'm hopeful that people can realize that there is more at stake, you know, and that we're the voices. Literally, we're the kids that have the privilege to be in a great school, and we can be the leaders that they claim to be. And mm -hmm. some of us might lead great movements, but I think at this point we don't really live up to the potential. So I have to live to be about 105 to see you in the New York Times as saving something. Hopefully some part not. Of, some part, what? <laughs> Hopefully what? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. not well, uh, well, I'd like to live to be, what, 82? I'd like to be 105. Imagine. With Granny, my marbles. Imagine Granny the Romanian turns 20. Are we going to be able to do Granny the Romanian when you're out saving the world? It, it'll be possible. And I'll go on my plane <laughs> saving the world. I don't, I don't think so. 5G. 5G. I don't think so. <laughs> Boy, this has been good. I really how what we have to watch our time there, director. It's okay. We can go. We can go forward. You can cut it. Right? No, I mean we can talk about. Maybe more. she's hinting. 
Maybe she did. Maybe she done. Because how long have we been joined? Any last thoughts and patriotism at least? You know, we can continue if you guys want. What what do you guys think, man? Maybe drop a hot take on patriotism. Well, I I think speaking to what you said, I I had a kind of a a realization that the the I growing up there, you have a special understanding of how the society works and like being able to like identify problems within it yeah. and also be critical of solutions you know because solutions won't work so there's one solution somewhere in, in like Singapore wouldn't work in the Bahamas so it's interesting like uh, in a way if you're gr- if you grew up there and you have the privilege of getting a good education there while also becoming very familiar with with the country itself you're kind of the chosen one you're like Harry Potter. You become Harry Potter, <laughs> and you have to like, you have to, you you have to like Perfect. go back, and you know all the spells. You know all the spells. You know what to say. You know, That's so cool. and like, you're. And Harry Potter had a horrible family. <laughs> wow, it's yeah. more relatable. Did, didn't have the easiest upbringing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, and so you kind of have to, in a way, you're 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 chosen, and like. A, a foreigner could not go to the Bahamas. You'd have to be quite special and like quite intuitive to be a leader, a foreign leader among Bahamian people. Yeah. They wouldn't like, there's a certain degree of acceptance that will be denied from you, I believe. And so yeah. like, as a Bahamian, I would be in a position to go back and all that, all like, among other things, I could just say, hey, my mommy's from Long Island. My, mm-hmm. Not Long Island, New York. Long Island, Bahamas. Okay. Right? I say my mommy's from Long Island. Good. I say my mommy's from. I say my mommy's from. My mommy's family's from from Gray's, and they'll be like, "Oh, okay, Gray's, yeah, yeah." And then, so cool. Like in that way, you form camaraderie. You have that episode. But, oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. They've been listening. Camaraderie. Check out the camaraderie Very good. episode. Good oh, name, cool. John. All right. Did everybody at this table come from educated families? Uh, parents that went to college and no. Ooh. I'm so you're new? I mean, I'm, I'm a first generation student. Yeah, my parents. Wow. My dad actually might start going to university this year. I convinced them because wow. it's free in Romania. I'm not sure, but so you're never too old. Exactly, but no, I'm a first generation student. My mom graduated some kind of nursing school. Nursing school, good enough. School and my dad forest keeper school, basically, which is like a trade school. But that's where they went. But he's he is thinking of going to get a college degree now. Yeah, because he's retired now, so. So he can do it, and your family too is is um, not in college or in college or do they? Um, yeah, no, my parents actually like they met in university, um, so they did. Yeah, oh, so and romantic. my dad was actually like the first person to go to university. He was from he was actually came in this really small rural village, and he was like, um, he yeah he managed to get into university with scholarship. It's like it's so you were you were influenced, and you too. My, both my parents have some college education, my, m- m- at most a bachelor's, bachelor's degree. I, well, you know, there are a lot of people that are successful without a college, and you too, your family. Both of my parents have master's degrees. They do. Yeah. It but certainly makes life easier for you when you uh, go out looking for a job when you have that on your resume, I think, as well being a graduate. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would disagree with that. If you're an electrician. You are really on the Oh, nowadays. a plumber. They make lots and lots of money. Exactly. If money is your goal. <laughs> and I don't like to hear people. I think people are idiots when they say, oh, money is just not important. Money is the only thing that's important. You can't be alive without it today. You don't eat. 
You don't have a roof. You don't have clothes. You gotta have some money. So, and wealth is another thing. You don't have to have maybe wealth, but wealth is nice. I take it. And you know, we found out that we're too wealthy because of the thing you sent me in the newspaper. You sent me that thing about, oh, men, yeah, yeah men, we're, we're way tax. too rich. We're just so rolling in it. Tax exemption, or what was it? But if you had children, all had children, would you would you recommend that they go to college? Would you want them to have college degrees? Like you're too young, you don't know. I feel like that's a that's a that's a question for a stock. <laughs> <laughs> would you want your kids to go to college? I stock? think so. Yeah. I, in America, <laughs> don't I don't know. I don't know where where life is gonna take them. You know, I really don't know. You want to you want to have a family, a patriotic uh, family? Patriotic, I would not. I don't think <laughs> I don't think a patriotic family would be my idea, but a family, yes, I think it would be nice. You know, in a families small are area, nice. Families are wonderful. Yeah, in a small area, get everyone in town council involved. You know. Oh like. God, you're so boring. So. <laughs> Good for you, Stop. Good, Good for you. you. He will. Show, we show will be reading about him. He will, and you. Are, well, I hope you're all together. Absolutely. Now, Stock, you know the old expression which you and I have discussed. It's an old. American probably everywhere expression says always leave them at a peak you know like the peak of the mountain mm. always leave them at a peak quit while you're ahead she got a bingo mm. and don't you think we're there yet because you I think, I think we're there I think, I think yes think well wait a minute you gotta say goodbye you just don't click it yeah, on I don't know I mean I just don't know the computer so should our, should our friends say goodbye first and do you want to sing a song no I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. a little sing. jingle yeah. we'll yeah. sing our national oh, anthem you have the jingle oh my gosh we can sing the American <laughs> that was a joke there it is okay so long in there we all have to stand up and show that we're standing up and raising our hands. Oh, that's another thing. I'm, a patri- I'm enough of a patriot that if I'm at a, if I'm at a ball game or something and some won't take his hat off during the national anthem, I I am offended at that, and I know it's a silly ritual, but I am. What? Okay, let's drop a hot take. What if someone knees ring the anthem or raises their fist? Oh, I think what is the big deal if they want to do that? What is you know with the world in turmoil, we're going to carry on about a guy who takes a knee? What is the matter with people? And that's where we're living, folks. Thank Bye, you so America. Much. <laughs> Today we were five of us at the table. We were stock from Romania. Song from Malaysia. Oh, oh, uh, Elsie from Maine, New York, wherever, <laughs> mongrel. Nicholas from Nassau, Bahamas. And Milena from Norway. Milena from Norway. And we're what? gonna catch up with all of you soon. Thank you, thank you so Bye. much. Bye. Love you. Have a good, good love night. you too. Shout out to Evan Gutkowski if you have been listening. I don't know you enough to love you.